previously on Those Were the Days. I'm sorry, but DeForest Kelly always looked like he was just bordering on 60. Because you oh, have to so see good. that nurse's space panties. Apparently the brain is in a box, connected to everything. This is definitely just a band that they hired. Where do babies come from? That cave. This is cousin Georgie. <laughs> Can we just talk about DeForest Kelly, this whole scene of... And then it becomes me and my dad trying to fix anything. They knew how dumb that was. His brain is gone. <laughs> That's like 90% of the makeup effects in Star Trek is just yeah. put something on their forehead and maybe a little something on their nose and you got an alien. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Five, six, seven, eight, Shamil, Shamazel, Hassan Incorporated. That's right. We're doing our, our, we're doing it our way on tonight's episode of Those Were the Days, the show where we take a look at classic TV through a modern lens with nostalgic eyes. We're continuing to talk about jumping the shark, and we're chatting about Happy Days spinoff, Laverne and Shirley. I'm Stephen, as, as always, and I'm always, as always, Lord, you'd think this is the first time I did this. Uh, joined by Amy. Uh, Amy, go for it. Uh, so, in this episode, Laverne and Shirley spend an evening in the apartment of the future in a store window. And as someone who is currently apartment hunting, this was very triggering for me. <laughs> Audie. Travis. All right, look, you're going to do this, you're going to do this right, or you're fired, you're let go, you're loosed. You are no longer employed. Do you hear me? You are, you're fine. Let's just do the show. <laughs> I was about to say, that's good, considering how badly I botched the intro. I thought that was a real threat. You had me real worried there for a second. That worked well into my intro, is what I'm saying. It I, sure did, yeah. Well you know done. what? I Thank set you it for up that. for you. You uh, did. Could have played it off. Could have played it off. Anyway, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Those Were the Days. We're so excited to have you here to chat with us again about some classic TV. I hope you watched it. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're talking about Laverne and Shirley Season 8, Episode 2. Uh, it's the episode uh, that was Cindy Williams' last, hence the Jumping the Shark. Uh, Cindy Williams playing Shirley. Uh, she did not continue the show after this, but this was her... Uh, Swan song, and I guess we're here to figure out, was it a good one? <laughs> uh, was, was this the right episode to exit on? I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, but first of all, let me give you the synopsis about what Laverne and Shirley is. If for whatever reason you may have missed out on this cultural phenomenon, uh, Laverne DeFazio and Shirley Feeney were best friends and roommates coping with dates, neighbors, and each other. During the late 50s and early 60s, as they worked for the bottle cappers, or worked as bottle cappers for Schatz Brewery in Milwaukee, uh, they later moved to Burbank, California in 1965 to start a new life when they got replaced at the brewery by an automated bottle capper. Uh, you know, I mean, that's all of our stories, you know, mm. always being replaced by robots. It's true. I had forgotten that this show was being a spinoff of Happy Days, that it's actually set also in the 50s, early 60s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That eluded mm -hmm. me completely yeah. watching this show. Yeah. And why, why though? Because I feel like it should have, <laughs> the setting or something going on in it should have indicated that it was the late 50s, early 60s. But it, it didn't feel that way. Their hair didn't strike me as like people. I think Squiggy might be the only 50s-like thing <laughs> yes. in the whole show. Early on, it definitely had more of that, the earlier seasons in Milwaukee, because Lenny and Squiggy are definitely greasers. Yeah. And um, even Laverne and Shirley, the way they dress, feels more 1950s. Uh, but by this point, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like 1982, I think, in this season, 83, when they filmed it. It's mm -hmm. set in, like, 67, and it doesn't really feel like that at all. I remember Laverne right. wearing a lot of, like, poodle skirty type stuff yeah. in the beginning. And, like, that's why she's got the L, and it just carries over onto literally every piece of clothing she owns. Yeah, it that does. And was, I am into that. That was something I had completely forgotten about, and then uh, as I'm watching the episode, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love the fact that she has just the L monogrammed on everything she wears. It was so mm -hmm. good. 
What what I've gave got away some trivia behind that? Oh yeah, the L actually. Since we're talking about it, yeah. Uh-huh. You know why Laverne had an L on her shirt or skirt in every episode of this show? Penny Marshall hated that in sitcoms you had to reestablish who was who all the time. <laughs> uh, so she thought that it, she thought it was unnatural for someone to say someone else's name that frequently uh, and unnaturally in speech. And I, I agree with her. Like it, it's very difficult to introduce a new character without going "Hello, you," you know, and saying their name. <laughs> Uh, so she came up with the idea of putting the L on all of her stuff, but the writers still wrote Cindy all these lines. It completely did not help at all, and she stayed annoyed with it the entire run of the series. Fantastic. But that's why it exists. That's why she put it in her character. Well, I mean, come anyway, on, Steven. Travis why wouldn't Rudolph. you do that? I mean, when you're referring to somebody, you got to call them by their name every single time you I refer know. to them, Steven. Sure, Adi. I mean, we got to do that all the that's, time. That is very true, Steven. <laughs> We do it every beginning of the show, though. I mean, we announce the name and then you speak so people have something to track. Yeah. You know, but this is audio. This is different. I don't want to get mixed up with Travis. That's, I mean, that's why. (laughs) No, and that's a common mistake that people make. All the time. Yeah, I see it on Twitter a lot, you know. I'm looking at you and I'm having trouble (laughs) figuring out which voice is which. I'm so confused. Um, (laughs) But to back it up a little bit, let's back it on up. Uh, relationships with Laverne and Shirley. Um, I want to know where you guys land on this. Amy, how about you? So this the thing that I'm learning doing this show with you guys is that there are a lot of shows that I go, I absolutely remember watching this show. I remember my sister being big, my little sister being big into Laverne and Shirley. But all of these, I, I just, I fully could not tell you a single thing that happened in any episode. I mean, baby Michael McKean. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So I, I definitely remember Laverne and Shirley. And we used to do the dance. My sister and I used to do the Schlemiel Schlemazel, like, all the time. I remember that in the kitchen in our socks. But that's, that's <laughs> all I can, like, f- actually recall. That's actually a pretty strong memory, though, to, yeah. like, to do the dance. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's yeah. a thing. I've never understood the dance or nope. what it means, nope. but it's... You know, it's always been there. You just have to assume the sisterly bond, I guess. Yeah. Uh, when you watch that beginning of the show and they introduce with that, you're like, that must just be a thing for them. <laughs> I was, don't get it. What, what did I read? It was a, it's a Yiddish hopscotch. Little uh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Which is why in the last season after Cindy Williams left, that part of the opening became a bunch of school kids doing that oh. on the sidewalk and Laverne walking by and like getting caught in the middle of it and then just sort of like laughing. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. For the remainder of the one season that yes. they did the show without without Shirley. Uh Audie, how about you? What's your relationship to uh to this one? This is one that I'd never really watched, but it's one of those you just know culturally because it was on all the time. Uh, I think this is one of the ones that Ted Turner grabbed and put on TBS reruns with a bunch of others. So it was, I would always see it before or after Braves game or something, Um, you know. So it's one of those where like, I could, I know who Laverne and Shirley are. I know they had a show and there were other characters, but I never watched it regularly. But I could watch it and be like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, right on. How about you, Travis? Um, I remember watching Laverne and Shirley reruns. Uh, I remember them. I remember Lenny and Squiggy. Uh, I don't remember a single thing from a single episode. Um, the opening, I remember actually more for them parodying it in Wayne's World <laughs> than I do from the show itself. But I, I, I remember. I just don't, you know, it was one of those that just played and it was on all the time. The theme song I remembered, which is why. The version um, that I saw on YouTube that did not have the opening or ending theme really threw me off, and I did not get <laughs> yeah. that at all. Uh, yeah. I was very upset. I started the video thinking, all right, here we go. We're doing it our way. What happened? We just, like, we just jumped right in. We're not right doing in. it yeah. any way. Yeah, we're <laughs> not doing it. Yeah, I, I had the same experience, I, and we're, we'll talk about that in a second because uh, I, I want to go down that, that thread. Uh, but for me, I do remember Laverne and Shirley. Uh, I remember watching. came on Nick at Night for a little while alongside Happy Days. I don't mm-hmm. think it was one of the mainstays. It's like they played it for a while, and then they kind of didn't play it anymore. 
But I do remember the spinoff or the crossover episode of Happy Days where they met Laverne and Shirley. Yep. Uh, out in a farm somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, holy crap! I didn't know this was a spinoff," and it blew my mind. And then, like, I remember watching some, but it didn't have a vibe that I really just wanted to watch it every night. Like, I'm sure it was. I might have been at this point in my Nick at Night viewing, getting past the age at which I wanted to watch this stuff. Um, which is funny. As a kid, I wanted to watch old TV more than when yeah. I was a teen, <laughs> which I guess probably happens. You know, you're like, oh, now I'll watch MTV where all the cool things are, yeah. which is a lie. Uh, I would have been much better off just continuing watching old TV. Um, but yeah, so back to the theme song. We've talked about on this show multiple times how important a theme song is because it seems the shows that last are the ones where we can just sing the jingle. Uh-huh. And... I, I hate that this happened, but in the YouTube video that we were able to find of this episode, the intro is cut off. And that threw me, like mm-hmm. Travis said. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that I was really able to get my mind into the show till it was most like it was going. You know, <laughs> maybe when the hypnotist showed up, I was finally like tuned in. Oh, I definitely but stopped I guess- it and found the YouTube video of the intro <laughs> to play that first to make sure, okay, I'm better now. That so I mean it speaks to the importance of a theme song. Maybe we what we didn't realize how how critical that these theme songs actually were, you know, to get going. Well, and especially when it's a show like this that ran for eight seasons, and when it was back when things were appointment viewing only, oh. a theme song was yeah. incredibly important because you might be in the other room, yeah. not paying attention what time it is, and you hear you start hearing the theme song to Alf, and like. I'm I'm now diving through the house like <laughs> I gotta watch Hands out. On. So, you know, you're right. Yeah. The, the theme yeah. songs are super important, and this is a it's a good it, like it's an objectively good little pop song too. Yeah. yeah, it really works. It works for what they're trying to do. We're doing it our way. It's our way. Make all our dreams come true. I mean that. I was singing that before I started the show. Like I was sitting there thinking about it like, oh. and again, I hadn't watched Laverne and Shirley that much, but I've got the theme in my mm-hmm. head, you know, and it's just so common with all these these episodes that we've watched so far. So more theme songs to come on Those Were the Days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this episode of the show, Jumping the Shark, we're really testing what Jumping the Shark means. Um, I looked up, a list of Jumping the Shark episodes of classic TV, as I'm sure each of us probably did, to try and remember which one we needed to watch. And they're mm-hmm. probably and came up. the same list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there was like five lists, and they had like shows. 90% of the same shows on all of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, um, I was under the impression it was an episode about them moving to Manhattan, and it, uh, I don't, that's not what happened. I think... Somewhere along the way, someone got confused on what episode we were watching, or they're labeled differently depending on where you go when they occurred in the season, because that's happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, this is considered a Jumping the Shark episode, mainly because it was Shirley's last episode. Um, season 8 began, they had contracts, they were ready to roll, but Shirley's wasn't quite complete, then they found out Shirley was pregnant, and they were like, oh snap, we're going to have to do a lot of shooting around this. And then scheduling became a thing, and then there's some nasty fallout, and Shirley Shirley left the show. Um, We'll get to that in a little bit later in our trivia section. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, yeah, so we start this show out where, I I guess, based on the fact we didn't have an intro nor much of a lead-up to what's going on, we kind of get dropped in (laughs) in the video that we did have out there, uh, where Laverne and Shirley are in a, a department store window exploring the apartment of the future. Uh, which I thought was pretty great because they said it was designed for New York in the year 2000, like mm-hmm. the population density of the year 2000. I'm like, you know what? This isn't really far It was actually off. pretty spacious for New York in the year 2000. That is very spacious for New York. Also, it, <laughs> was very it made accurate. me think of the tiny home craze that's going on now. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, mm-hmm. they started thinking about this back then. Good job. And the yeah. thing was, when the show sto- when the episode started, and we don't get the opening theme, so I'm already, like, my brain's already scrambled. And it just <laughs> drops you into this. And I'm not remembering that the show is set in the 60s. 
and I'm looking around at this apartment set and I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is this? It's yeah. this is like weird pseudo Jetsons thing going on. Oh, I love it. And <laughs> it, yeah. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it took me and then I'm like, oh, that's right. The show's set in the 60s. Okay. Now it makes <laughs> sense that it's yeah. the apartment of the future. So. Yeah. The show's set in the 60s, but the guy on the street is definitely dressed in 1970s clothes yeah. with a 70s yeah. perm. Yes. So somewhere along the way, they just went, eh, maybe we just don't talk about it. Maybe <laughs> no one will notice. <laughs> Close enough. No one will care. Yeah. So we're in this, we're in this apartment that is clearly bigger than a, a modern New York apartment today or even in 2000 because it has a separate bathroom and nobody's just taking a shower in the sink. Yeah. You know, which is how, mm-hmm. how you it's live true. there these days. And I guess Laverne and Shirley are going to, they have volunteered to live in this apartment for, yeah, they say, were voluntold. Exactly. Like, Thank mm-hmm. you for the air quotes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do you want to keep your job? Well, you're going to volunteer to live in this tiny apartment in front of a window. Um, Doing everything yeah. that a person does in front of the window. And at first, this may seem peculiar, but Laverne immediately has no problem with it. Because I, <laughs> go I for completely it. forgot what a sex pot Laverne is. Oh, I love her. Right? I totally, like, I'm sure it just is something that just sailed very casually over my head at the time. But man, she's a delight. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was after this one dude on the street, and she's. He's like, "You want to eat and go to a movie?" And she's like, "You and me." And she turned around with the arm hugging herself thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, she's moving quick." She's just like, "Well, yeah, we'll she's eat dinner on the, the glass." <laughs> oh yeah, like right, lipstick all up on. Oh yeah, smeared across <laughs> the glass. Well, you know, it's funny because the characters were originally going to be, and this is this is from the Wikipedia, but in in quotes, two girls who date the fleet, um, and then that that was their original like pitch for Happy Days, and then of course they had to kind of tone that down a bit. So a bit. That, I think Shirley just being the sex pot that she is is a, is a holdover from that. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and at this point, like, Laverne was the sex pod. Shirley was married. Or, yeah, Laverne yeah. was, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though I don't recall seeing a husband anywhere, but, you know, that well, was probably just the maybe. Well, she maybe must be married if deal. she's pregnant, Stephen. Oh, yeah, right. Excuse me. <laughs> this is the 60s. You know, Come that's on. the only way this works. <laughs> but she doesn't know she's pregnant. No, she doesn't. Yet, you know. This, you're, true. You're, you're, you're taking us all the way to the end. I know. The, the whole thing. But anyway, so they try to figure out, hey, why does what what are we going to do? Because Laverne is claustrophobic; she can't stay in this apartment forever. Tiny, you know, tiny for a whole apartment. weekend or a week. Yeah, tiny apartment for a week. Was it a week or a weekend? I can't remember. For a a week, a week, a week. Yeah. So they go home, and then one of their friends comes over dressed like Cher. I cannot remember the festival name. What was it? The Bono Bono's Bono Bonophobia Bono. I don't remember. No, Bonomania. Anyway. Uh, it was uh, Bonomania. Bonomania, yes, right, yes. that they were going to go to. This doesn't really play into anything that I recall, other than a great gag for somebody to dress like Cher for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, and they talk about, she expresses to Laverne, hey, you should just see a hypnotist because... Um, she had a friend that saw a hypnotist. I can never remember. No, it's her. No, she, she did. Speaks to, she speaks about herself she in the did. third person. And yes. she yeah. saw a hypnotist because she was feeling really guilty about dating married men. She was, oh, you're not dating oh, married men right. anymore? No, I am. I just don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a good gag. That so was. was really good. Okay. Yeah. So then she, she figures out, I got to get the, I need a hypnotist to get me over my claustrophobia. Great, great work. Good deal. So the next day comes along. They're going to get to see the hypnotist. Uh, their doorbell's broken. This plays into it pretty well. I like <laughs> it. The doorbell basically goes, <laughs> which was great all by itself. And the hypnotist comes over. And this is where we kind of wind up in office space territory. <laughs> now, if you ever watched Office Space, uh, the main character of that movie, his hypnotism gets interrupted in the middle by the hypnotist having a heart attack after saying relax like 35 times. And then he basically just is relaxed and there's not a problem with anything ever again. This is kind of what we do here uh, where the hypnotist, I got to talk about the hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
Because I want to know what kind of gentleman wakes up and says, you know what look good on me today? <laughs> a light blue turtleneck with a gold medallion yep. and a blazer. That'll look good on me today. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what he shows up wearing, and I'm not convinced that it works on him. Listen, it was you know? Burbank. It was the 60s. <laughs> Weird stuff happened, okay? <laughs> yeah, maybe for that time. I'm telling you, it didn't look good then, doesn't look good now, won't ever look good. No. Bad move. And it's not Apologies like that was to all a, the gold medallion wearing people. That was not a small medallion. That was like almost Flavor Flav territory. <laughs> it, really, it really was. And it no, that was like, on that I'm a hypnotist. He was, wearing, he was wearing a buckler around his neck. <laughs> so I am a hypnotist and I'm here to hypnotize you. And he's got this little like portable swirly sign mm. that goes around and around because that's how you hypnotize people. Right. right? I've seen Not take off you the medallion right, and swing it like most people do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was expecting. I was like, that's mm-hmm. what you should do no. since you're wearing it. Yeah. You know, maybe that's for his. Which means the medallion the was a fashion statement and not in use for <laughs> hypnotism at all. Yeah, that was a that was a purely cosmetic medallion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to let people on the street know, I'm a hypnotist. Yeah, look out. Yeah, emphasis on the hip. Don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh... hypnotist. Know what I mean? Uh, so he starts hypnotizing. It's, he gets down to business really quick. I mean, yeah. we only have 24 minutes of TV. We got to really move. So he sits down. <laughs> The part that like, got me, right, is Shirley's like, you know, Laverne's trying to get rid of Shirley, and Shirley's like, oh, let me stay, let me stay. And, you know, is, is it okay if I stay? And he's like, it's, he's like, yeah, it's fine. She won't remember if you were here or not by the end anyway. And I'm like, oh, God, red flags all around. Get out, get out, get out. <laughs> you should probably kick this man out of your house. Do not you don't know him. Man, no. Yeah. You're going to get murdered. It is the 60s. <laughs> Well, yeah. as we soon learn, yeah. he's not that great of a hypnotist anyways, the way he handles well, this session. Or he's too good. Yeah. Is he just too good? Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe he doesn't realize how good he is, and that's the problem. <laughs> like, oh, I'm actually hypnotizing people? What a shock. Uh, so he sits down with them, has them look at the swirly thing, and starts telling them, relax. And I've seen hypnotists, and they kind of, they, they have a real, almost ASMR vibe uh-huh. to their mm-hmm. voices and how they... Get you to relax. This guy's basically yelling at them. <laughs> relax. You're relaxing. Relax. Relax. Your I'm like, ear that was is the... itchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, what, I don't know. Some actors choose different ways of, you know, following direction. But Laverne looks like her ear itches. But Cindy looks like, or Shirley looks like she's pretending to be a dog. Her foot's tapping, <laughs> and she's like really getting in there. I'm like, they didn't say pretend to be a dog. They just said your ear itches. What are we? We're really selling it here. Yeah, uh, that stood out to me. You know, so they're they're hypnotized. They're doing the test. Okay, your ear itches. And then he says, uh, he says that you, you're going to hear a when you hear a bell. You're going to remember everything that I told you, all the like the tools I'm giving you during this hypnotism session. And then he calls them chickens, uh, or he says something about a chicken, and then the doorbell rings. You're, but you're, I can't remember the you're context. You're claustrophobic. You're claustrophobic so, because you're a chicken. Yeah, so, something like so that. his hypnotism is, you will hear a bell, after which you will follow all of my instructions. You will then hear a second bell, and you will forget any of this has happened. And just as he says that, the doorbell rings. And right. uh, then and the his guy, reaction is to get up and go figure out what yeah, that is. And, and go not, figure hey, out what that's, what's, yeah. Let me and so he doesn't continue actual... the hypnotism and talks to the guy fixing the bell who's like, yeah, what, what, what's with her claustrophobia? Oh, it's because she's a chicken. That's it. Oh, that's right. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, well, I'm done. I'm done with the bell. Let me try it one more time. And he does it again. And then they're out of the hypnotism. So now... They're hypnotized to turn into chickens whenever they hear a bell. <laughs> Anytime for the hero bell. Which is is just, man, if there is a, a sitcom comedy, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what you're looking for. It's to. one mm-hmm. of my favorite tropes is the hypnotism gone wrong trope. Yep. Oh, I love it every time. It's mm-hmm. so dumb. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> so, so dumb. incredibly dumb, and it always makes for just ridiculously hilarious uh-huh. scenarios. Oh, yeah. Because they immediately, like when they become chickens, they immediately just are buck, 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 
buck, buck, buck, buck, mm-hmm. and the doorbell rings, and then they're back to normal. They don't even know what they were doing. Right. Uh, and he immediately really forgets well. the bell part that he just said, so why He's not like, here's your that? bell. Yeah, he gave them a little bell, and it's like, anytime you, you're feeling claustrophobic, you, you know, ring, ring the, the bell. bell, right? That's the whole, that's the whole thing. Because he puts her in the closet, and she's free of her claustrophobia. She's like, I'm great, you know? Which I don't know if he really solved the claustrophobia because he turned them into chickens, but placebos are a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah, this episode, this episode both shows that hypnotism really works, and it's also bunk. You just nod to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It works, but not how you want or think it should. Yep. And you're going to pay somebody to trick you into thinking that you're well. Yeah. Um, but the, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know? Oh, sure. I could honestly go for that. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you could trick me. I think for me, the best part about the hypnotism thing was the you will forget all of this in the second bell. So every time they come out of it, they're more and more confused why mm-hmm. they've got their hands doing on their things. hips and they're doing like whatever they're doing. <laughs> it's, so, it's really great. It was so good. Um and and as we go along, you know, Amy mentioned earlier that that Shirley's pregnant in this episode, and they don't really tell you that, but they're kind of like she keeps alluding to going to the doctor and stuff like that, and like trying to figure out. I don't know what's wrong with me. Nobody knows. And then she comes out with sauerkraut and peanut butter on raisin bread sandwiches. Which let me tell you, if you are um, a a female and you go to the doctor. The very first thing they think is wrong with you, regardless of your situation, is that you're pregnant. So that was yep. like the most unrealistic portion of this entire episode. Right, you because go, any doctor's going to go, "Are you pregnant?" Mm-hmm. Right, I'm sure, one. Amy. You you go to the doctor with like a, a fractured ankle. Are you pregnant? Uh, yeah. Is that why your ankle's broken? It's every every it's time. It's kind of it's kind of routine, and it's I guess that's because their treatment might have to change if that's. You know, yeah. if that's the no, case, that, and that's it might not be their right? diagnosis. It's just they're they're in, they're trying to figure out, eliminate things that they can't need to worry about. Yeah, you know, I'm just you know, saying if, that would have been yeah, number one. Right. <laughs> you don't feel good? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, is it possible you're pregnant? Well, maybe, maybe. Who knows? But anyway, doctors don't know what's going on with her, so she's seeing all the wrong doctors. That's what we know for mm-hmm. sure. But I can but tell they can, from they can cure anything. She says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know why you're afraid of doctors. They can yeah, cure they can anything. All the things. So now that we're chickens, uh, it's time to go back to the apartment <laughs> and spend our week uh, living there, you know, mm-hmm. and doing our thing. And this is where the meat of the episode really happens, where we really get to the fun stuff. <laughs> it gets right. Good. Uh, my my Which, favorite thing. Oh, go ahead, Audi. I'm just. We skipped over it at the beginning. At the beginning of the episode, when they're in here with their boss, you keep hearing a ringing sound that he keeps saying is for him. And I was like, yes. what kind of boss has somebody ring you for whatever yeah. reason? Like, you're the boss. Do you remember? You go you remember? where you're, you want, when you want. Back at department stores, before they used to do, like, big speaker systems and things, there used to be, like, a bell that would ring different patterns that meant different things. Yep, sure. So it's like that. Right, but, but There's again, a more important sound in that apartment. Right, but when you don't know what's coming, and I'm like, why is the oh, boss yeah. getting a ring all the time? This is weird. And then we... It's like, okay, this is the reason that the boss gets rung all the time so that we can have chickens later. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, the plot demands it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Precisely. So my, my one note that I wrote down about this episode is that the kitchen of the future makes the Willy Wonka TV sound. Yep. <laughs> yes. That is the sound of Mike TV yeah. being digitized and sent above our heads in a million times. Yes. And I was You're like, right. I know this sound. It's deep in my soul. <laughs> I recognized it too, but I couldn't place it. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I didn't think about that. But heck scene. yeah. Yep, Willy Wonka. Yeah. I even watched that recently. Great movie. Holds love up. Movie. So I love everything about that riverboat ride. Like oh, everything yeah. about mm-hmm. it. Gene Wilder is my hero during that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot they like chop a head off an actual Ch- chicken yeah. in the videos. You know, Sam was watching and he was like, Was that a chicken? I was like, Yeah. Yeah. That's how sure grandma was. did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, why sugarcoat it? That's how we get chickens. Yeah. Like, yes. Pretty much. That's real life, kid. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Things bleed for us to eat. All right. Enjoy so- your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> 
So when Laverne and Shirley are in the apartment and they're in front of a giant glass window, right? So we uh-huh. occasionally get cuts to like customers in the department the store just watching them as the, as the crowd grows, which is great. Did you have, and I'll start with Audie, did you have a favorite moment of them as chickens or whatever was going, like the silliness that was going on? Because oh. I have one and I'm curious if anybody else had the same one. I do have one. When Laverne goes over and bends down to eat the Jetsons food off the floor. <laughs> Just that whole movement of her going down. And you know Penny Marshall is committed to this bit. Good lord. Yeah. It's so hard. And oh my gosh. That and had eating, like pecking at it like a chicken too. Yeah. It's so so mm-hmm. good. All right, all right. Steven, you. Did you have one? I just really loved how Shirley was having such a hard time pressing the buttons and getting the magic beans on the plate. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't press the button to get the plate over there fast enough to catch. And then they just bounced off the plate anyway Mm because they're made of steel. (laughs) So that just that just tickled random things that are that should be easy that are difficult. Just I love them. Like black and white made as seen on TV commercials (laughs) make me so happy. All right, Amy. What about you? What was your favorite right. moment? There? So I, I, it's it's two, um, okay. but I, they may have happened pretty close to each other. Um, so one was Laverne sitting on the orb light thing, <laughs> yes. like it was an egg. But then the other one was um, when when Shirley's like fed up with Laverne, and she's like, "Well, I'm going to go get freshened up because." Um, you know, at least one of us can look presentable. And she goes and she like stoops down into the tiny cupboard where the bathroom is and the yeah. bell rings. You hear flapping. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I lost it. <laughs> that like was she went good. in a real life chicken cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the sitting down on the orb, the best part about that is Laverne like looking at it at first and having the thought and the, you can, you can see the chicken <laughs> yeah. brain like, that's yeah. an egg. I need to go I sit on to, that egg. Yeah. For me, it was it was Laverne. Uh, I think it's the second time the bell rings, and she looks up and sees herself in the mirror, yeah, and freaks <laughs> yep. and jumps back, and then has to get Shirley and take her over to the mirror mm-hmm. to look at themselves in it. I that was the one that got me. All right, we need to talk about this kitchen in the future for a hot second, though. So yeah, we we've do. got the beans. That was option mm-hmm. one, and that was from hitting the breakfast button, and it was not great. <laughs> So the other option is the keyboard and the food. I forget what it said, but it's like the, the food dispenser cupboard. And all right. you had to do was type in what you wanted and it would be in there. Yeah. 2000 really let me down, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you. And for some reason, they feel like having chicken. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Which launches at them and trying to save it. For their audience, essentially, that they've got outside because they are selling this apartment of the future. And she's like, got the chicken by the legs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (sighs) First of all, she caught that chicken, which came out with some heat. Like, it it shot out of that cupboard. Yeah. And she's like, "Ah." And I want to know what kind of microwave they were using. Yeah. 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 It's like when my mom got her new convection oven, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you got to you got to adjust for that, right? <laughs> yeah, that is the the crispest skin I've ever seen come out of a microwave. Well, some of it. Some I also yeah, loved how they took it out Where they as chickens. It. Yeah, as chickens with nothing like, but the heat was fine, and then they uh-huh. just mourned it, which was just. <laughs> that was, that was so good too. Oh lord. They mourned exactly. the chicken, and then later on, when their boss comes back in and their chickens again, and he picks it up, they freak out at him and like slap yeah. it out of his hands. Yeah, they peck him <laughs> for taking peck the chicken. <sighs> it's like the whole episode set up, set up, set up, set up hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it exactly was what this was all about. And one, one thing I loved about the worse. two. Them being chickens, I like that they both took two different approaches Mm -hmm. to their chickens. Mm -hmm. Shirley tucks her hands under her armpits while Laverne puts hers on her hips. Mm -hmm. It was a very well thought out decision of how we're going to chicken. Mm -hmm. We can't just be the same. If you know some of the turmoil behind the scenes, there was no way they were going to do the same thing (laughs) at all. One is going to be better than the other. They're going to find out. Um, 
But yeah, man, so we're going along this whole thing, and it is. It's just hijinks, one after the other after the other. Uh, and then, like, cool dude on the street shows up who mm-hmm. Laverne was, like, making out with through glass mm-hmm. in previous scenes. And all I can think is, oh, no, this is the part where she loses him because he's, she's a chicken, and that's super weird. Uh, that that doesn't happen. Nope, nope. Like, no. where I would run, and I'd be like, this is breached. Like, even watching this episode, this almost breached the awkward line to me. Like, <laughs> I a line yep. of, like, this is funny, this is funny. Ooh, now I'm nervous, and now I'm embarrassed for them, mm-hmm. and now I don't know what to do. Uh, and this almost, this kind of got there for me. Uh, I was like, "Oh, this are we really? Yeah, we're chick- we're animals. We're really committed. We're we're gonna do this thing." Uh, and every time someone pretends to be an animal, reminds me when I volunteered at a theater once, uh, a play theater with actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, actors are weird, um, <laughs> just as people, mm-hmm. and I mean that like in a loving way, you know. Yeah. Y'all are weird, yeah. actor people. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there just kind of watching the people mill about, you know, before it's time to do stuff, and a dude starts singing. Like a chimp, you know, sings a song <laughs> like a chimp and is like balancing on chairs and stuff. I'm like, oh, surely he'll quit in just a second. This is just a... No, he finished a three and a half minute song as an ape. <laughs> and I've never been so weirded out in my life. Uh, it's like, I, this, this bit got old. I can't fake smile anymore. I'm done. I need to go to the bathroom. So that's what this reminded me of is just that, that whole... That whole chimp incident uh, when I volunteered at the theater. Good time. Everyone should volunteer at the theater. <laughs> um, but anyway, he comes in, and this is where they find out, like, oh, what do you mean we're chickens? Because he drops into the apartment, right? And stop me if I've missed any more highlights. Uh, but he drops in, and he's like, that was hilarious. No, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. And he says, when you were... That was the best chicken. Pretend- I've never seen anybody so, so good at pretending to be a chicken. They're like, what do you mean, chickens? We're not chickens. What, what is all this about? Uh, and then they uh, they find out, oh, no, okay, this is what's going on. Oh, they, they share. So he has he's seen, seen it in it a hypnotist act. Yeah. Which, yes. This is where, this is, now that I didn't think about it at the time, but then Steven's saying that he would have been out, and it's very surprising that this guy is stuck around. If he knows that they are susceptible to hypnotism, and now he's like, let me just come inside, red flags. <laughs> More red flags. <laughs> Our sensibilities have changed in the yes. last 50, 30 years, 40 years, yes. okay? <sighs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh yeah, so he's like, well, I'll prove it to you. So he had Shirley cover her ears, and she rings the bell, and Laverne begins acting like a chicken, and Shirley thinks this is hilarious. Because uh, And he's like, okay, he rings the doorbell, rings the bell, stops Laverne from being mm-hmm. a chicken, and then vice versa. However, Laverne is going to get what Laverne wants. Yes, she has is. some alone time with this gentleman. <laughs> so he turned her into a chicken, she's like, you know, we could just take her out to the car, take her to the apartment, her the lock backyard. her up. Yeah, put her in the backyard, and then we'll have the place to ourselves. Oh yeah, that's what we'll do. You and so just that's... met him, Laverne, through <laughs> glass. Doesn't stop her though. The guy, you know, don't even Good, know the you guy. You go, girl. Just be safe. <laughs> he could be a murderer, but probably not. You know. Yeah. It's probably 35% chance he's a murderer. <laughs> Did anybody else want to see the scene of them taking Shirley out as a chicken, taking her to the car, taking her to the apartment? Yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I would love to see the he, The fact that. that he grabs the plate with the little the little beans so that they can continue <laughs> mm-hmm. to sprinkle them all the way. <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal. They led her out with the beans. Oh, man. Yeah. So then the next day comes around. Things have settled down. They're not chickens anymore. And this is where we find out, you know, Shirley's got her call. And something about the rabbit died. Yeah. I don't understand I didn't any get that of either. this. That's very uh, old terminology for pregnancy tests when you used to have to go to the doctor to get that done. That was Oh, okay. The, the, that was the, the term that meant that the, the test came back positive. The rabbit died. I don't remember the exact reasoning behind that, Amy. You might. I, I want to say that they did actually inject rabbits at one point. I mean, um, that was a, it's, in I a, it's in an Aerosmith song, too. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of well, weird witch doctor stuff is going on in the 1960s? There's a it is. Today the I learned. The rabbit died. Yes. Yeah. They did actually. 
Uh, That's insane. Yeah. Did it work? Was it yeah, conclusive? I mean, as conclusive as at the time it was done that you could be short of like I mean, asking the local so witch. It was it was an early form of pregnancy test and then Apparently. obviously they stopped doing it and they just kept the terminology. The phrase okay, stuck around. Sure. I mean we have a lot of that, you know. Yeah. That's not unusual to keep a keep a phrase that no one no one knows where it came from anymore. Wow, okay, the rabbit died. I'm going to remember that one. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. I, I think Shirley has probably a lot more clues that she's pregnant than she could work with if she was thinking about it, you know, based mm-hmm. on my understanding of biology. You mean Maybe if they not. had someone besides a male writing this episode? Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were too scared to talk about, you I know, mean, listen, anything else. She's got a lot going on. She's about to spend a week in a closet with a big window out on the world. You, you know, you're going to overlook some stuff. And that's right. mm-hmm. literally not early seen her husband <laughs> this yeah. whole time. It's fine. You stuff, if you're going to you put me stuff. in an apartment in a window, I at least want to not be able to see out. Like, I don't sure. want to see the yeah. people out there. Like, if I had to choose, I wouldn't want them to see me. But this is an advertisement, so I'd be like, look, I'll go in there. I just don't want to, like, have to look at people in the window. And if I'm walking down the street, I don't want to watch people who were watching me watch them. You know? <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Right. I don't even like going to celebrity walk of fames because you have to walk by and it's like, ah, I don't really want your autograph that you're charging $10 for, but I'm going to look at you because I have to. Mm-hmm. And it's weird for both of us because you know I'm not coming over there and you won't have a line. <laughs> like, I've been in that situation before. I remember standing around at the Dragon Con with the guys from the Guild. You remember when yeah, that yeah. was like the uh-huh. only show on the internet? They yeah. were standing over there with no line and I'm just like, do, 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 I don't want to spend any money. And they're they're like, Hey, you want a picture? And I was like, okay. And then I got a free picture with the guys with the guild. But it was weird. I was like, I don't want to like stare at you. You know, we yeah. made Richard Hatch laugh because we're like, sorry, we don't mean to just gawk. <laughs> but you're over there, and he's like, yeah, we get it. It's a mundane uh, celebrity interaction for you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's that's the whole shebang. This is jumping the shark, and it's jumping the shark because. Cindy Williams' last episode. So we got to talk a little bit about the trivia behind Laverne and Shirley. Because you watch Laverne and Shirley, like, ah, Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams probably got along so well. They're like sisters on this show. It ran for almost 10 years. No, (laughs) they did not get along in the least bit. Gary Marshall said they were constantly at each other's throats. It was very hard to make this show. And each of them always wanted the same amount of lines as the other. It was a very contentious set. So much so that the cast of Happy Days uh, actually worked at a studio set next to them and would hear the fighting from inside the Laverne and Shirley set and would get disturbed by it and have to stop. (laughs) Tag on. So they didn't get along, is what we're saying. Uh, that's That's the big nugget of of facts I got out of this because I had no idea. Which makes I mean, it more impressive. Yeah. yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. Sure. I thought the same, yeah. Like, to to pretend to have that sisterly relationship in a show acting like you like each other, that's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Uh, but, yeah, I was really I was really shocked to learn that um, for sure. But so Cindy Williams' last episode, it was her last episode because she became pregnant. Uh, she had her new contract coming up, and they were and they listed out the schedule. And according to her, it had her working on her due date, like on, around, in between, everywhere where she was going to be a new mom. And she's like, I can't do this. They went back and forth and back and forth, and finally they couldn't come to any agreement, so she exited the show. Then she argued that they fired her because she was pregnant, which if you follow along, yeah. it kind of like... You're setting me up so it's impossible for me to do my job. Right. Uh, because I'm having a baby, then you are firing me because I'm pregnant. That is kind of how yeah. the logic rolls. So she and her husband sued for $20 million, uh, which is pretty fair, and then uh, ended up settling out of court for an undisclosed amount. Uh, but definitely put a stain on the whole operation. 
Because now you've got Laverne and Shirley, which you mistakenly named your show after your two title characters. So if you lose one of them, mm-hmm. you ain't got a show no more. But oh. they tried because they had season eight already set up. So she leaves at episode two. And they finished the season without her. Um, and they were going to do a work. ninth season. It rated yes. high. The ratings had dipped, but it was still rated well enough that they were going to do a ninth season. And Penny Marshall said, that's fine. Can you move it to New York? Mm-hmm. And that was where the studio was like, eh, you know what? That's going to be expensive. Never mind. We'll just not yep. do. We'll just not do another one. So I have a pretty decently long uh, factoid about the whole ending of this show that I thought was pretty interesting. I'm just going to read it uh-huh. uh, to keep go for it. Penny Marshall stated in interviews that she did not want to come back for the series eight season once she learned Cindy Williams planned to depart the show after only a couple of episodes. Marshall was on vacation on Long Island when her agent called her up and told her that ABC planned to sue her if she didn't return. Uh, Marshall agreed to return, but told ABC executive Gary Nardini that since Williams was no longer on the show, she wanted to be paid double the amount per episode and have a larger stake in ownership in the show. Nardini agreed, but Marshall later found out that despite not being in most of season eight, Cindy Williams had also received ownership or points in season eight episodes in which she wasn't in, which angered Marshall. When season eight of the series pulled in decent ratings, finishing number 25 for the year, ABC wanted Marshall to return for a ninth season. Marshall said she would only return after a substantial salary increase and for the series to be filmed in New York. ABC rejected the demands and thus ended the series. Um, The whole points thing alludes to them also being really upset at each other anytime one made different money than the other. There was... It was Mm -hmm. all... Which kind of sours the show to some degree to me. I'm like, dang, y'all really just didn't need to be in the same room with each other. <laughs> like, you needed to do different shows. Yeah. But I was making money and the, the episodes were great. Yeah. Um, it was one of the highest rated shows. So they, they actually had taken another show. I forgot. It was like Uncle Larry or something. I can't remember the name of the show. But they just rehashed a lot of scripts from that show that weren't used into Laverne and Shirley episodes. <laughs> so they could have probably made different episodes out of this and i I Um, think what helped too is a lot of the comedy in this was like slapstick physical comedy yeah Mm -hmm. and so like there's something to that that can i think make for an easier time when you're dealing with somebody you don't necessarily get along with because it's not a lot of banter back and forth per se where there's got to be good chemistry i I'm, i'm sure that helped Mm-hmm. And you got a job to do. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. you're paid to get on set and you're paid to be this character for X amount of time a day. You just got to do it. Just don't talk to each other any other time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, you go to your quarters, she goes to hers, and you come back in and you do the do the show. There's yep. probably comedy teams that have been that way in the past. Oh, for sure. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, famously, sure you know, Adam Savage and, and Jamie Heineman didn't. Didn't always get along. They it wasn't yeah. nearly as contentious as this, but like they just had very different personalities. So they do right. the show. They get the, they get the along one, well enough. Yeah, but then they the big on. one for me was um, uh, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey in yeah. uh, Dirty Dancing. Notoriously, did not get along. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. which yeah. that's no idea. that made that movie even more impressive when I finally mm-hmm. saw it because uh-huh. they like their chemistry on screen was great. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing, though, right? Love and hate is a fun. Okay, let me throw out mine then. <laughs> mine was the uh, the show Castle with Nathan Fillion and Stan Akotic. Like, apparently, they got to the point where they would film their scenes separately. Oh, the geez. two leads of the show who had a romantic relationship. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this happens a lot, though. That's why they mm-hmm. do a lot of screen tests with two actors just to see like are they gonna get along or are they not gonna get along and why some episodes you see you're like there's no chemistry or some movies you watch you're like, you're like that did that they don't really well and they don't jive it's why you see like music musical acts and bands that end up with rotating or changing mm-hmm. memberships it's very rare to see the same members of a band last for 10 or 20 years because they're around each other constantly when they're touring they're stuck on a bus mm-hmm. you can't even, yeah like, yeah and so it's amazing when a band like 311 has had the same lineup for like 25 years. You know, it's just well, some of that's it's like nuts. You, if you start young and you get your band members when you're just teenagers, you kind of grow into yeah. it together. It's a yeah. little easier to keep. 
once once like look at journey or something like that you know once you're established musicians which they were at the time when they formed and you're like just putting out calls for i know a guy or i know a guy or whatever you become a business Mm -hmm. less than a family and it's more about you know we're going on tour you get your bus i get my bus let's write great music and make some money and you're seeing Uh, what you're seeing yeah what you see more now is bands that will They'll do an album cycle, they'll do a tour, and then they all go their separate ways and do other projects for a year or two and then come back. Yeah, and sure. And that helps them keep their sanity. And like TV shows don't necessarily get to do that, or at least they right. didn't. Um, that's a little bit better now, where it's like, because imagine, like, say the kids from Stranger Things, if they didn't get along well, how yeah. difficult <laughs> that show would be to make. But they do, so it helps. And like, mm-hmm. they end up missing each other in the, when they're apart. Um, sure, like summer camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know exactly that. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. it's just crazy to think that like two people could not get along that much and make a show that lasted for eight years because the contracts yeah. don't go that long. Mm-hmm. So they had to re-sign contracts to keep this going. Yeah. Well, neither one of them was going to be the one that was going to. That's quit. true. No, I'm not leaving <laughs> if she's not leaving. Through spite, all things are possible. <laughs> <laughs> It's why I'm really glad when we started doing this show that we put together that rider for when we do things live that we all get our own room. You yeah. know? That was what I thought was most important when we yes. got together was just it's established right away. Live shows require separate green rooms. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See how, we'll see how far that goes. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't have a whole lot else going on with Laverne and Shirley. I guess the big question is... Uh, without Shirley, would you guys even watch the show? Does it even sound interesting? I mean, I can't really say that it sounds as interesting without Shirley. Like, just Laverne and then the side characters might work for a couple of episodes, but it's it's their interplay mm-hmm. that makes yeah. it work. I'd, I'd um, watch it just to see it like I'd watch a car accident. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, I don't want to sit there and stare at it too much, but I want to see what happens. I can't look away. Yeah, morbid curiosity. Mm -hmm. All right, well, how are you going to make Laverne and Shirley without Shirley? Mm -hmm. Okay, show me. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's how? Okay, I'm out. This is definitely one of those categories of you just quit. You just (laughs) Just don't make more episodes. Mm -hmm. Just stop. But again, like it's TV and it's contracts and scheduling and it's working versus not working. Because you've sold the the advertising. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus, like that's and, the big part on the network side. Yeah, and it's not just the actors either. It's all the crew members too, all the union yeah. crew members that have jobs yeah. to do that are going to yeah. get paid whether the show gets produced or not. So those producers <laughs> yep. are going to make sure that show gets made. Right. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, we'll pull in anyway. There was some other trivia I read, some some minor things. They had a handful of different people that tested for Shirley early on that they considered bringing back to put on the show, but they didn't want to come or scheduling problems with them at that point. Some folks got more popular. I can't remember. There's one actress who was really in for Shirley, and they were like, nah, I don't think so. We'll go with Cindy Williams. She would have been available the whole run and was apparently great, but whatever. It doesn't matter. What we got was a great show overall. Mm -hmm. Laverne and Shirley uh, ran for eight whole seasons. Uh, at least one of the characters made it the whole way. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. I enjoyed going back and, and checking out the show. I remember the set. Um, I remember, and I catered we didn't get a Linny and Squiggy in this episode. Yeah. I was, yeah. That was a bummer. That bummed me out. But I think that was another one is season eight, Michael McKeon wasn't in very many episodes because he was busy yeah. working on This is Spinal Tap. Poor guy yeah. at the time. So, yeah. Such a shame. He made, mm-hmm. yeah, he made the right choice there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who remembers yeah, the yeah. animated spinoff? The animated series. I read about it. I don't even no, remember, remember that, that at all. I weirdly remember that it existed, and it was it was it was reading about it. I'm like, Laverne and give me what? And then like <laughs> I had these like flashes of memories of like seeing that at some point where they they had joined the Army Reserve during the show, so they spun off and made an animated series about them in the army. Oh my gosh. I just don't know where some of these plots get greenlit. Like, you say them out loud, and it's like, this sounds stupid. It just sounds like a really bad... Really good drugs. Yeah. yeah. At the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just like, like yeah. I've read, 
I've read some things that's like, oh, we shouldn't, you know, or, or attempted, like, we're going to roll this into a different show or that show, and I, I read the synopsis, and I'm like, good! I'm glad this failed! This was a <laughs> terrible idea! Like, who came up with this? It happens a lot. I just I, I just have to read this really quick, because this, this happened sure. during the run of the show, mind you. This wasn't like afterwards they were trying to recapture some Laverne and Shirley magic. No, this was while Laverne and Shirley is going on, they make... During the run of the main show, an animated spinoff called Laverne and Shirley in the Army began airing on Saturday mornings. The first program was aired October 10, 1981, featured the voices of Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams playing Laverne and Shirley in the Army with a talking piglet drill sergeant named Squealy. Yep. What? So a quick math question for you. How many drugs (laughs) over what period of time... Would you need to consume in order to come up with that? I mean, what I've never like? done drugs, but I assume mushrooms are involved. I mean, listen, I I did some all nighters in art school <laughs> in college, and I feel like by about three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, you're going no squealy. It's like squiggy, but it's squealy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I can see it. Honestly, apparently the fawn <laughs> showed up at some point too. Good lord. In the cartoon? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, eventually it became <laughs> Laverne and Shirley with special guest star The Fonz. Perfect. <laughs> of course. Okay. Go look it up, because the way <laughs> that they are drawn is like, this is how we're going to get the young boys to watch Laverne and Shirley. Oh, really? Oh, boy. Got some enhanced areas? Yeah. For some reason, yeah. the the era that it was, all I can think of is the uh, the Lord of the Rings cartoon style <laughs> animation where you just you watch it for ten minutes and vomit because it's swirling all over the place and it's like, what are we doing? Now this is more Hanna Barbera style stuff, but okay, they got yeah, the girls no, looking is, good. This is cheap, uh, <laughs> cheap run of the mill animation for Saturday mornings just to cash in. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. But it's proof like positive C-Lab. that literally anything C-Lab. can become a cartoon. Like they will make, they will animate anything. This was the era. They'll of give it a shot. Rambo had yep. a cartoon. I mean, they were paying nothing to get it all animated overseas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why not? We had sure. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling at this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Yeah. TV was broke for a time, you know. <laughs> oh. I can't say we've recovered, but it was it was yeah. broken some listen, weird ways back listen, then. Listen, if you think we aren't watching an episode of Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling at some point yeah, for this show, you are sadly <laughs> mistaken, sir. We will make up a topic to make it fit. Mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. We have no shame. None so whatsoever. Just a straight-up topic like ideas no one should have created. That's what I was kind of just um, thinking. Like. <laughs> not a bad idea. Why does this exist? There's a good thing. <laughs> I dot, like dot, it. Dot, dot, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for coming out and joining uh, Laverne and Shirley with us and chatting about, about the show. Uh, if you have any comments or anything you want to share with us about the show, you can send that to thosewerethedayshow at gmail.com or tweet us at Those Days Show on Twitter. Uh, did we get anything this time, Travis? Nothing on Twitter, and we also got no emails. No emails. we got to resolve that, you know? Send us that email. Comments in there. If you're a YouTuber, I'm putting the shows on YouTube, so go to the YouTube and watch them. Uh, yeah. Look for Two Dorks mm-hmm. TV on mm-hmm. YouTube for the channel. And watch them and leave comments there. You can and, do that. That's always an option. And if you're on TikTok, you can find Those Days Show at TikTok. Uh, I need to get better about posting stuff on there, or anybody can. Any of you guys can as well. Don't yeah. forget. I posted a couple previously on, which if you're not listening to the audio show, Travis puts <laughs> a lot of great work and effort into the previously ons, and they're great. Yeah. I'm pretty, uh, so. pretty proud of this week's, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get involved, man. And if you like discord like if you're on discord not like discord like uh angry people talking (laughs) discussions we have a discord server uh you can join that at twodorks.net slash discord where i'm putting forum channels which is like a new thing about each episode so if you want to talk about the episode or leave a note in discord about what you thought about this particular episode of tv you can do that uh, so that's a little bit about how to get in touch with us. We'd love to have more interaction and more reviews and stuff on all these different podcasting sites. Uh, but for now, I'm going to let Amy 
Tell us where we're going next week. Mm-hmm. What are we doing, Amy? All right. I Let me tell you, I went back and forth on this one like an awful lot trying to decide what we were going to do. Um, but after previewing the episode of Family Matters where Urkel has a killer marionette uh, ventriloquist dummy, I, we, I decided not to do that one. Um, so <laughs> we did you. say that a uh, show's got to have a good theme song. And we've got a classic because we're doing I Dream of Genie. Yes. The song is now in all your heads. Um, yep, it's in there. So we're actually doing a two-parter episode. Um, it is, it, so it's available on Amazon Prime, which lists it as season five, episodes seven and eight. According to IMDb, it's episodes three and four. Your mileage may vary. Uh, but it's the Guess Who's Going to Be a Bride episodes. Oh, snap. Nice. The old jump the shark of the will they, won't they is ended. Mm-hmm. What does yep. the show do next? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. The answer is nothing good. Uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're going. That's fantastic. I'm so excited. I Dream of Genie was one of my faves uh-huh. as a kid. It had astronauts in it, like, before yeah. we went to the moon. Yeah. yeah. That. That's cool stuff. Major Healy. Yep. Uh, this is great. I can't wait. I love this show. I love everything about what we're doing. Thank you, Amy, for that. Mm-hmm. So watch that on your uh, when you before next Monday. Uh, Monday is your day. It's when your your homework's due. <laughs> Get it in. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening to Those Were the Days. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>